Was it the Cape Drive time? Welcome back uh, to the show. 0829-913-913 is the WhatsApp line. A WhatsApp coming in and reminding us that it's the 27th anniversary since the Ibrahimi Mosque massacre. I'll talk about that a bit later during the show. Agri-South Africa has reacted to Finance Minister Tito Mboweni's national budget, saying the 8% increase in excise duty on alcoholic beverages and tobacco will jeopardize the sustainability of the sector. Online is Agri's, Agri-SA agricultural economist Kulani Suiya. Kulani, welcome. Good afternoon. Uh, thank you very much and good afternoon to your listeners. Right, so where does Agri-SA uh, um, sit between these stools? Uh, so, look, um, we understand that this was a very difficult budget to table uh, owing to the global pandemic that we're facing uh, while grappling with an ailing economy. However, we just feel that the conversation that the government had in this regard should have been a more wholesome one, particularly when you consider the wine, tobacco and uh, beer industry, while the entire alcohol industry that was hardly impacted or harshly impacted by the restrictions that were imposed from sale and consumption of alcohol. Now, for them to come back and uh, raise excise duties by this amount just says that they don't care about the commercial farmers in that particular industry. And unfortunately, it just uh, under it, it, it just it, it it compromises the viability of these uh, institutions and these farms in particular. Yeah, well, it seems like for the last. Uh hundred years <laughs> alcohol and tobacco have been the easy targets for every single finance minister that i've known i'm surprised sure. you're not playing a hundred percent because every year i hear uh, um percentages um on 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 that particular thing but obviously as you say it does uh, play into um the viability of the agricultural sector um is there a win-win out of all of this Look, I think the conversation in this regard should have been how government is coming into play to, uh, to, to clamp down on the illicit trade that all of this stuff has been uh, going into, because that's where most of the revenue has been lost in this particular regard. As I previously mentioned, there was a restriction that was imposed on these particular subsectors, and it had a negative impact on the, on the farmers and their financial standing in this regard. So we weren't expecting a, a steep increase in this regard. And look, I'm, I, I will admit myself that this is always an easy target for government to always increase this excise duties. But that's mainly because they're trying to move uh, consumers away from this particular uh, products that are consumed. Uh, but again, in this particular regard, the conversation should have been around how government is also willing to come into the uh, into the play to clamp down on illicit trade where all of the, these goods are also being moved uh, at a different cost. Let's put it this way. If um, government had clamped down on the illicit cigarette trade, uh, just for example, um, if Tom Moyani, who was the agent of um, this, of the illicit cigarette trade uh, booming, uh, if Mr. Moyani hadn't appeared on the horizon, and if taxes had been paid for tobacco as they should be, would we, would we be in the situation we are talking about today? Well, government would be realizing a better return and collection in that particular revenue. I mean, all these uh, farmers and particular institutions that are doing this legally are paying their revenues. So it just feels like government was punishing all the good standing farmers and uh, companies that are trading in this particular platform 
for those duties, whereas government has also not aided the situation by putting in place measures that clamp down on this particular group. So to answer your question in a different way, if government had clamped down on, on the illicit trade, they'd be realizing and collecting a better revenue for these particular ones where they wouldn't need to punish a good standing farmer uh, by increasing by 8% on excise duties in this particular year of the budget. Yeah, no, that certainly is a tough one for anybody. Um, <laughs> You know, whether you're dealing in chocolate or whatever else you might be dealing in. Now, when we try and and find a way forward through all of this, all I can see are bumps in the road. And I'm I'm not trying to be pessimistic because this is also tied up, I think, with land restitution. And I know that Agri-SA has got a lot of interest in that because a huge measure of land restitution is going to be focused on agricultural land, rural land and on emerging farmers so how do how does all of this play out because i I see a link yeah so when you're then talking about the land restitution conversation we'll give it to government we were we welcome the allocation we they made an allocation for the settlement of the land restitution outstanding claims that have been made on land as well as the relocation thereof now that will speed up the process now when we then have a conversation in that regard we're talking about a jointed effort because for so long Government has been saying all of this, uh, all of this conversation, but it doesn't pull through because of the departments that are not speaking to each other in terms of implementation. So if you look at every essay's point of view from back in the years, including coming up to this particular one, one of the biggest things we've always been punting was the speedily and effective implementation. We've always had this. Now we've needed them to, to, to talk to each other from a department point of view where one department speaks to the other. So yes, you're right, it is linked to that as well. However, uh, the continuous implementation or speedy implementation would need to be effective through a jointed effort across departments in this particular regard. To get back uh, to a finance minister every year um, having an easy hit on alcohol and tobacco, do you think that um, this might just be the last time that a finance minister can actually do it without strangling the industries? Now, that's a tough one. I mean, we're operating in a very in uncharted waters, uh, we may all, all agree. And I think if you look at how, what the stance that government took elsewhere in other departments, you realize that there were pro-growth in terms of cutting down on taxes, cutting down on any other expenditures in that regard that would uh, spur up and just you know, encourage business confidence and investment. Now, for a sector that has already been hit or already was hit by the impact of the restrictions on their particular goods, how then do they invest further when now there's this uh, burden that has been imposed on them in this particular regard? This was a perfect opportunity for government to probably just not move on excise duties, just like they did not on, on any other taxes, and allow for these industries to, to recover. Yes, the recovery wouldn't happen uh, overnight. We are suspecting that, for example, the wine industry may take three to five years for them to to recover in this regard. But if you had aided, if the government had aided them in this regard, just by giving them a, 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 a reprieve for the short time, for the short term, in order for them to kind of get their ducks in a row, that would have helped. So we don't see it um, going further uh, in terms of uh, getting further cuts in the next budget. And this was a perfect opportunity for government to come to play. Kulani Suwia, Agri-SA Agricultural Economist, uh, everything of the best with Agri-SA and, of course, Agricultural Center uh, uh, sector, the most, probably the most important in the country because they're the people that feed us. Kulani, thanks for joining us. Thank you very much.
Drive time on 91.3. Always on the cutting edge.